Hey there, Women on Purpose. We are back for season two. Much has happened since the last time we spoke. I hosted my first virtual conference, Women on Purpose Signature Weekend, with the theme, Each to Her Own Work. We had over 50 registered participants and countless others who streamed the open sessions. It was a great time of worship, sisterhood, and empowerment, even in the virtual space. We all left with a mind renewed on the work and the purpose that God has called us to. Then in December, I had the bright idea to do a talk show. This is where I would insert the emoji with the hand holding the head if I was writing to you. The talk show was titled Women on Purpose at Home for the Holidays. I was writer, producer, and director. It was a great experience. However, you know I believe in transparency, and I want to admit that the show didn't unfold the way I originally imagined. I was in over my head, and I ended up doing three episodes instead of four. But over 3,000 tuned in, and many shared how the episodes blessed them. Ladies, this is a reminder to not get discouraged when things don't turn out the way you planned because God can work through our shortcomings. And know that you can make adjustments for the next time, which for me will be my summer series, so stay tuned. Since then, I've been writing and preparing for the publication of my first book titled, Hey Mom, Remember to Take Care of You, which will be released early spring. I'm also in the process of launching a management and consulting business to help others make their God-given dreams a reality. Listen, I didn't tell you all of this to brag, but to encourage you to continue your pursuit of purpose. Remember when I first started talking to you in season one, I was unemployed, depressed, and discouraged about the future. But eventually I sought God and started to dream again and move forward with the things God placed in my heart to do, starting with this podcast. Let me tell you, it's amazing what God can do when you trust Him and step out in faith. In this season, I want to introduce you to other women whose stories are similar to mine. They push past the noise, both internal and external. They stepped out in faith. They trusted God even when they couldn't trace Him, all in pursuit of purpose. One of those women is our guest today, Lita Kay. Lita is a wife, business owner, and the creator of Gentle, an all-natural feminine care company. As a women's reproductive health advocate, her goals are to dismantle the taboos around women's health and help women learn more about their bodies, their health, and their wellness. Lita is sharing her pursuit of purpose with us today. Listen, in case you've forgotten what I usually say at this time, let me remind you to grab a drink, a snack, curl up on your couch, pull up to the table, turn up the volume in the car. It's season two and it's time to chat. Lita, welcome to season two of the Women on Purpose podcast. I cannot tell you how ecstatic I am that you are joining us today. How are you? I am great. And I'm even more excited because I'm here on season two of your podcast. And I'm like, I'm excited to just be here. I'm so grateful that I was given the opportunity to be here with you. So thank you. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I have been stalking you. I'm not going to lie, but stalking you for last, uh, <laughs> last few weeks. I have combed through your website, your social pages, and I learned some incredible things about you. When I read about your journey on your website, I was so inspired. It literally made me think, okay, am I, am I, am I really doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing? Like, it really made me stop and ask some questions because your journey is phenomenal. Oh, Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah. So I'm the owner of Gentle, which is an all-natural feminine care brand. Feminine care, feminine hygiene, intimate care. I mean, they all come under the same umbrella. I had my bout of like trying to figure out what was happening with my body at the time. And I didn't, nothing was happening. Nothing was working for me. I tried everything on the shelf. If it was in the feminine product aisle, I more than likely tried it and mm. it didn't work. And I didn't understand what was really going on. I had a few conversations, personal conversations, and they happened to be the first personal conversations I had outside of my doctor where, you know, to try to find some insight of what I can do. And I started my own journey of healing, right, myself. And when mm-hmm. I say that, it's like, well, Lita, what were you dealing with? I had recurrent yeast infections and bacteria vaginosis at one point. And when you get to try those, all those other products, they are very hazardous. And so I, I know that I was actually hurting myself and not necessarily helping myself as I was trying to figure out what was going on. And I didn't want to go to the doctor. And I was like, I can't go back. They're just going to make it worse. I started my journey. I started doing a lot of research and I came up with Gentle and I, I created my own uh, natural feminine wash and all natural feminine wash. It was the amazing thing, right? Like my background is in science and it's like, you know, Lita, you can do this. You've been doing this. You, you've created right. your own policies and procedures and you know the materials, you have your hypothesis, like you know what you want it to be. So make it. And I did the research and I, and I created my product, which happens to be the first of its kind in the industry. Uh-huh. And we can get into the details of that a little later. But um, I think what was more insightful about me starting dental was the conversations that I got to have with women. Mm-hmm. I thought I was dealing with recurring yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis. I was on an island by myself. I was yeah. isolated. I felt like nobody else was having this problem. And at least if they did, they weren't even talking about it. And so when I decided to create my own, I put it on, and if this is outside of me, right? Because I would never do this, but I put it on Instagram, my stories. And I said, I created my own feminine wash because I was dealing with a lot of things, but we'll see how this works out. And the response that I got from that, I had women from all over like, Lita, well, so, well, what is in it? Can you send me some? Can I try it with you? Because they were also dealing with their own things. So here we are on all of our own siloed islands, dealing with our issues with our bodies, and we're afraid to have this conversation. And so I think that was the most insightful part about, for me, as far as creating and starting Gentle was, Okay, wait, we have to we have to dismantle and break down these barriers of these taboo topics about our own selves, right? How come the world tells us, yeah, we utilize women the way we want to, but they shouldn't get to know who they really are. They shouldn't get to know about their bodies and how to heal them. From that point on, I have become a feminist in my own right (laughs) 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 to just really get women to be a lot more comfortable about who they are internally, right? Who God made them to be. And that way, when you know that, you show up differently. You show okay. up differently. You, you come into a space completely different and you can bring your gifts to the world. And so 
and we'll get more into this because you earlier you had talked about Girl Talk Tuesday, but that was something that I created just to educate women about our bodies. That's where it started. But I realized that we are fascinating creatures, right? There's so much to us outside of just the physical. We need to talk about mental, emotional, physical, and financial well-being, right? And so it's Girl Talk Tuesday. We talk about all, and when I say everything, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing off the table. We talk about every single thing from prayer versus therapy was something that we talked about, which I thought was so fascinating and such a good topic. Yeah. Um, and then also things as far as like orgasms and sex, of course. And of course, we have to throw in education all the time. That's something I'm always talking about. Ovulation, you know, our relationship with our I call our vaginas and our vulva our lady. I call our entire reproductive system our lady. I love that. Yes, I read that. <laughs> and it's it's different because when you talk about her, it's just like talking about yourself, right? You talk about yourself differently. You end up respecting yourself differently and you force other people to respect you the same way, right? If you're giving her, you know, other names and allowing other people to call her whatever you want. I mean, there's power in the tongue, right? And yes. so- you have to be careful about that. And so when we're in that space, everybody knows that's a part of the tribe. Listen, this is your lady. You treat her with respect. She's high maintenance. Mm-hmm. And in turn, that makes me high maintenance. And I have to figure out how to navigate her and deal with her and build a relationship with her. So in turn, I build a better relationship with myself and I show up differently in the world. Right. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. And I love that you're talking about having conversations that we all want to have, but we're just scared to say, hey, I'm going through it. Like we're scared to be the first to say it. Once you say, listen, I'm I'm having this experience, then you find so many other women who are saying, I'm having the same experience. I was just too ashamed to say it. So I think that's so phenomenal that you have the boldness to be able to put this stuff out there and then to say, and let's talk about it, you know, like let's sit down and let's talk about it. And I love your Girl Talk Tuesdays. I love the energy, the excitement, the fervor. Like you are that girlfriend. Like if I want to talk about something, like you would be the girlfriend that I would call because you, when I see you on those Girl Talk Tuesdays, you're always dancing. You're always so, and I'm like, is, is she always like this? <laughs> you're always so full of energy. It's like, you're so excited to talk about whatever the topic is. You bring the same excitement, the same energy, the same fervor, which I think is so phenomenal. Where does that come from? (laughs) This is so funny. I am number six of nine children. Wow. So it's a really big family. I grew up, it was always loud. Like I used to say it was Times Square at our house all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We were in a space where we challenged each other a lot, but challenge each other in a way, in a positive light, right? And so as I got, I've gotten older, I remember getting to a point where I kind of like silent myself. I felt like I was maybe an introvert, but I'm like, that's not necessarily who I am. Lita, just kind of be okay with being who you are, right? And when I first moved to, um, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I moved to the DMV area chasing after my fiance at the time. <laughs> and I get here and that that entire journey was a profound one. It was a step out on faith kind of journey, the beginning of that for me. And as I found myself in that process or that part of my journey, I was truly learning about who I really was. And so fast forward to like creating Gentle and creating the community, 
I realized that, you know what, Lita, you want to be the person that shows up for people because in turn, that's always what I realized that I needed. Even as I walked through, you know, going through therapy and everything, that was something that my therapist always said, Lita, you want people to show up for you, but how are you showing up for other people? And so when I do girl talk, it's like, yeah, I want to be that girl who says, you know, who we can talk about anything. And we're talking about orgasms and you feel comfortable having that conversation with me or, you know, or we're just talking spirituality and you're like, Lena, you're just so well-versed and I feel comfortable bringing anything to you. I just wanted to be that open canvas because safe spaces matter to me. And the best, I'm, I'm not the communicator. I say this all the time on Girl Talk. I know a lot of people think I'm the communicator because I can get on here and do Girl Talk and everything. But I had to learn how to communicate. My husband's the communicator in our marriage. And I realized that safe spaces are where I thrive. Um, if I feel safe, in a situation, then I can truly show up as myself. And so when I created Girl Talk and started Girl Talk, I wanted to create that safe space. And of course, it's a safe space for everyone else, but definitely for me too. And when I get to show up, I get to show up as the person that God has created me to be in this space because he helped me build this platform of a safe space, not just for myself, but for other women. So it was in me from the beginning, but I had to find my way through that and be authentic in it. So now I'm just intentional about everything that I do and how I actually show up. I love that. And I'm so happy you brought that up, you know, the importance of being mindful of how you show up. And I think a lot of times we get confused and we think, oh, okay, it's just our exterior, right? What, what, what is our hair looking like? Our makeup or is our face beat? You know, that type of stuff. But showing up is not just that, but it's really the energy, the excitement. It's what you bring to the space that you're showing up to beyond your physical presence. And I think that's so important. I think it's something that we even need to teach our daughters, you know, our younger generation, like it's really important beyond your exterior. It's really important how you show up to a space, how you show up to a space, you know, has a lot to say of how people receive you and how people receive from you. So I think that that's phenomenal because one, you always show up looking beautiful because that, that's the other thing, Lita. I steal some stuff from you. One day I think you had a hat on. Next day I had to record. I said, you know what? Lita had a hat on yesterday. I'm going to put a hat on today and tilt my hat like Lita. But you know, so you always show up looking beautiful, but also you bring that presence with you, which, which is a, a comforting presence as well, and a presence for conversation. So I think that's that's so awesome that you were able to hit on that. I was reading, so I told you I did a lot of research, but <laughs> I went to your other your Lita K website, and you have a blog and you have some other things, but you tell your story in there, which I thought was so phenomenal. And you broke it down into three sections, be bold, be intentional, be free. And you talked about one of the things that really stuck out to me was when you talked about realizing the possibility of your daydreams becoming a reality. Do you remember that line? I remember I that. that line. I, I wrote it down immediately. So said, <laughs> oh my God, that's so powerful. Can you talk to us about that? Can you go back a little and talk to us about that? Yes. Okay. So building, that's where I first started was when I first got into the social media space and understanding like, you know, God has me on this journey and truly this journey is not about me, but I wanted to document this because I wanted to be able to go back to say, Lita, how far have you truly come? It was like the journal that we all have. But instead of reading it, I actually get to visually see it. So when I wrote that, 
I had three pillars in my life at the time. It was me being a wife, me being an employee, and me also being an entrepreneur. And I can remember being at work in a space where I did the job that I had at the time. I did not apply for it. Okay. I applied for a totally different job. The manager calls and says, hey, do you want this job? And I'm like, I'll come in for the interview. So I knew at that point, like God was, he was putting, he was opening doors and he needed me to be in certain spaces, whether it was for other people, whether it was for myself, I didn't know. But I do know that when I was there, I daydreamed a lot, like driving there. It was like, I know this is not it, God. Like, I know you have something else for me. The environment was a very toxic environment. It wasn't good soil at all. At least I thought at the time it was like, this is really horrible. I don't know why you would do this to me. And so I would daydream a lot. I would daydream on the drive there. I would, you know, as I was walking into work, as on my lunch break, the important thing was what was I daydreaming about, right? It was what I was able to see with my eyes closed, with, with my mental eyes closed, right? As I'm sitting there daydreaming, my, eye, my mind is just going off into the clouds I saw myself talking to women. I saw myself at Essence Fest. I saw myself having these like in-depth conversations and building these beautiful relationships with these people I didn't even know. And being able to just think about like what my life could be outside of another space was where I was at the time. And it was funny because I think not too long after that, I talked about fear and some other things that would be the hiccups for me that would probably, well, did tried to hinder me from getting to the space that I'll end up being in. Yeah, yeah. But to truly daydream and, and get to a point where it's become my reality, it was just it was just interesting. So things at work started to change as God th- took me through this test, <laughs> through, through this wilderness. He was opening up doors for me to have a seat at a table where they were expecting me, which I didn't know. And I thought that was such so amazing. So I stayed at the same place for six years, even while I was there, the things that I got to do outside of work, or even while I was there, the impact that I had were the part that was becoming my reality, things that I've always thought about having the impact. And I think that was was something I truly wanted was to impact others. I didn't want to just go to work and not be able to have a say in, you know, what we get to do. I remember before I was even, I became one of the supervisors, I did this cultural workplace culture box to get people to really like, I need to know truly how you guys feel. Like, do you think this is a toxic environment? But I, I didn't want to like be biased. So I just said, hey, tell me what you think this is. And I created this entire box for them. It was all anonymous. Don't put your name on it. And what I did was I typed it up and then I sent the email to the team. So everyone got to see where we all were, but you didn't know who it came from. And from that place, we got to start building and doing some things. So we we ended up doing like outside team activities and to try to really build a morale, even though we were in the midst of a toxic environment. And so I knew it was like, Lita, you have impact. You have impact even in the small spaces that you're in. And that's what counts. And so as I started to grow, I think I was kind of patting myself in the back, like, all right, God, I'm passing these tests you're giving me now. (laughs) So, so yeah, that's where I was. And the version of the reality kept shifting as I kept growing. The first part was you're impacting your team, right? The second part was now you are a servant leader of your team because now you're their supervisor, but you still have to make an impact there. Oh, now 
I have you under a lot of pressure, but I need you to leave your job. Wait, what? What do you mean leave my job? I don't know how I would do that. And so when I left the job, God had something already planned for me. And here we are with Gentle two years later with a total different impact. The reality of it is different, right? The, the scenery of it, the atmosphere is different, but it's still the impact that he needed me to have. And so that's where that was with that <laughs> when I wrote that back in, I think, probably 2017, 2018. Wow. So when you <laughs> left, you had no clue that this would have been your next step. No, I had just started Gentle the year prior. And I was like, OK, I started Gentle September 2018. And in my head, I was just like, you know, well, I'll probably sell it. We, you know, I don't know if this is truly going to be. My husband kept saying, I think this is going to be really good. And I'm like, I don't really know, but we'll see what happens. God was like, I need you to leave your job and I need it to be an immediate resignation. At that point where Gentle was, that was a year later. Like I was doing Girl Talk, but mostly I was like pre-recording it and putting it on IGTV or barely having people to like listen to it or watch it. No one knew who Gentle was. I didn't know what I was doing with marketing. (laughs) Like I had no idea. (laughs) When I put in that resignation, I had to document that too. I, I put the resignation in. I think it was December 19th. December 20th was my last day. Did not come back. From that point on, it was straight, Lita, you need to trust God all the way. Don't, and he kept telling me, don't worry about your husband. I got your husband. I just need you to focus on what I, what I need you to do. The following month, the beginning of 2020, he gave me this download of what gentle was. The spiritual download of this is what this is going to look like. The vision. And I had never gotten a vision that clear before. And I said, okay, we rolling with it. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but that it doesn't matter. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that. And then Girl Talk, of course, that's, I think that's for the tribe, for the Gentle Lady tribe. A lot of them, they're just like, I'm so excited for Girl Talk. I love Girl Talk. You know, we we're supposed to have these events, but then COVID happened. But we did get to have two different events last year, which turned out pretty well. Yeah, it just kind of kept blooming from there. And then I thought it was going to be over for COVID. And God said, no, it ain't. Lean in. I need you to lean in. They're there. They're waiting for you. It's just been a blessing the entire time. Oh my gosh. That that is so powerful. And as you were talking, you know, I, I was thinking of this the song. It's so funny. We used to sing it all the time in church growing up. And it's not until as an adult that it really get it, but it's called trust and obey, you know, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Um, and so that's all I can think of as you're talking, because it's that obedience, even when you don't know what the next step is and that trust, right? Like, it's just like trusting in God's nature when you can't see his movement. So it's like trusting his nature and trusting who you know him to be and who he's been to you when you can't even see what he's doing or understand like what the next step is. And I know a lot of times it's it's easier said than done, but I think you are a perfect example of what it means to do both of those things, to be obedient and move when God says move, but also just to trust, to trust that he got you, that Mm. he's not going to fail you that he already has a plan that he's thought out long before you even got to this point, you know, knowing that when you make that step, you're not going to fall on your face, but that he's there. Mm -hmm. And and I want to add to that because you you were talking, I just got chills. I remember my dad telling me one day, you don't need faith if you have trust. Mm. And I was like, I sat with that for probably like two months. (laughs) And I was like, you don't need faith if you have trust. And I said, that's a different level of faith that you end up getting to in that walk. And I watched my dad do it 
all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get there at some point. And I, and I think it starts with your obedience. And I know a lot of times it's so hard, especially if you're the type of person that's like, okay, I'm usually controlling everything. And that's me. I'm a perfectionist. I like to control a situation to, so I'm comfortable. Right. Right. And the Lord we serve, he knows that about us. And so the way he presents things to us is in a way for us to be able to digest it. And so the way he'll give it to you is not the way he'll give it to me. Right. But in that, the obedience is what's so important. I, recently, I was telling my sisters like, hey, what I love so much about this walk is that you got a choice from the very beginning to say, all right, God, I'm going to go ahead and follow what you have planned out for me, because mm-hmm. clearly this ain't about me. Right? right. This journey that you have me on is not about me. It's about everybody else that you need to bring to you or the blessings that's going to come to them through me. That choice that we get to have from the very beginning is something that I value. But even in the choice, like after you make the choice, it's like you can't try to have control after you said, all right, you got it. You know, all right, you got it a little bit. No, you really <laughs> have to turn over to say, hey, you have it. And it's it's easier said than done. I know as I'm talking, it sounds like you're the one who's obedient all the time. Listen, I have questions all the time. I'm like, look. I can't see this, but I trust you. Just confirm for me. I need the confirmation. Let me know that this is something that I'm truly hearing your word. Let me know that this is something I really need to be doing. And I think because of that, I'm able to, like gentle has grown the way it has. And it, and truly, and I can't even say it's because of me. I've just been a vessel through this entire, <laughs> this entire thing. You know, he turned my mess into a message, the recurring bacteria, vaginosis and the yeast infections into an entire message to get women to understand that there's power in being who God has created you to be. What's so encouraging about your story is a lot of times we feel like when these things are happening to us, it's like doomsday, right? <laughs> like there, there's no good that can come out of it. You know, like I am experiencing all these internal right. stuff. Like, you know, this is not something that I want to be sharing with us, right? We feel like it's doomsday, n- not even knowing that out of this came a whole business, came a whole new avenue for you, a whole new facet, you know, open just a different window for you is just phenomenal. It's, it is. It, it truly is. I remember driving to work one day and I was listening to Sarah Jakes Roberts and she said, you're not creating a whole new business in this industry, right? You, you're a part of this industry and it is what it is. However, you create your lane in that. You, you make it the best lane that people want to be a part of in this industry. I sat with that for so long and this was right after I decided okay, we're going to start gentle, but I don't really know the messaging behind it <laughs> because I don't know how much, like you said, doomsday, I don't know how much of my own story that I want to share, mm-hmm. but that's what matters, right? And if you're starting a business, like listen to this part, like people want the authentic version of yes, you. Yes, they do. Right? Because that's what is relatable. That's what people are coming to see. And it's not because they want to watch and they're just, you know, taking in the content. It's truly because what you have to say is truly going to bless somebody. If what you are doing is supposed to be part of your purpose and God's plan for your life, what you have to say is going to impact somebody. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video today and the, the guy on there said, you can be talking to a lot of people, but only a few will hear you, mm-hmm. right? 
And that's exactly what that is. So don't be discouraged about like, well, I don't know. Cause I remember doing the very first girl talk video. I'm like, I don't know who's going to listen to me. <laughs> There's no one on the other side of this camera, right? There's me in this room by myself. And now it's turned into something totally different. It's amazing the process and the journey, but I cannot take credit for it at all. <laughs> Until you do it. And I talk about this so much in season one that a lot of times we get so caught up in the weeds and like, well, what's going to happen if I put that out there? And what's going to happen if I do this? And what's going to mm-hmm. happen if I launch this business? And what's going to happen mm-hmm. if I get up on Tuesdays and talk about, you know, these taboo topics? <laughs> like we get so caught up in that and we never do. You're not going to know what's going to happen until you do it, you know? Yes. And yes, of course, those thoughts are the, and they don't go away. I think people think, you know, for us, because we stepped out, like those thoughts just disappear and they don't. But the, the idea is do Doing them even with those thoughts there, right? Like mm-hmm. stepping out even in that because you, again, you know who got you. Yes. And the other thing that I like that you said about the authenticity, and I think that's so important. We are in this, of course, uh, you know, social media age, and everybody want to present like I woke up like this, right? Everybody <laughs> right. Up, like my life was always like this. I was born like this. And the reality is that's not the case. And you have so many people hurting. And like you say, on islands by themselves because they feel like, oh, am I the only one that didn't wake up like this? Am I the only one that, you know, wasn't born like this? And so the impact really comes from the authenticity. I've heard somebody say, you know, there's two types of testimonies, the testimony that you tell and then the one that you don't, that you don't want anyone else to know. And a lot of times we tell the fluff one, but we don't tell the details. So we say, oh, God healed me and showed me how to make this product. But we don't say it's because I was experiencing bacterial vaginosis. It's because I was having all these experiences with doctors. And like, we, we don't tell like how the space that that comes from when, when in fact we should, because that's really where the impact, and I'm not saying just throw all your business out there, of course, <laughs> be smart about it, but under understanding that the true impact comes from an authentic space, right? The space where people understand that you experience something and it's from that experience that they're now able to say, and it might not be the same as yours, but they're now able to say whatever their thing is, they can now look at it differently and tackle it, you know, have the confidence to now tackle it. So yes, that, that is it because there's only one you. Yes. There's no one else who can be you but you. And if you're showing up trying to be somebody else, then people are not receiving you. I remember listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes was given this illustration of what the blessing circles look like, right? Like what it means to fully be in God's engulfed in what God has for you and how the journey is not really for you. It's not about you. It's for other people. And so he's talked about this rhythm. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm. And when you're in this rhythm, you are doing God's will. You are on your path, on your journey that he has put you on. But the blessings that get to unfold from you being in this rhythm are attached to people that you don't even know. And when you decide to break the rhythm or not show up as yourself and not be authentic and not use your mess as your message, right? You break the rhythm and you steal the blessings from others. Yeah. And for the longest time, like when I first heard that, I said, you know what? I don't want to steal anybody else's blessings, right? Because 
you know, there are people connected to us that we don't even know. Mm -hmm. There are people who are listening to your podcast that you just never know who's paying attention, right? There are billions of people on the planet. God has the heart and the minds and the brains of a lot of people here. And because you're one of them, you have responsibility for that. You have responsibility to keep that rhythm. Your journey is not about you. It's about the blessings for others. It's about God getting a the glory out of this at the end of the day, but to bless other people. I hold on to that all the time. Like, I don't know who this is for, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> yes. That's so awesome. I, I have a friend who said that the good that happened to me happened to someone else. And I always think that that's so phenomenal because, you know, we're always, of course, looking for good, but because we're such a self-aggrandized society, <laughs> we don't always necessarily think about the impact we have in others, you know, mm-hmm. and are other people being blessed by our experiences and the blessings that God has bestowed upon us? Is it just for us or are, are we sharing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are, people be, are others being blessed by that? And I think that's so phenomenal. And so ever since he said that to me a couple of weeks ago, it's something I've wrote down. And I thought I've been thinking about a lot. Are, are others being blessed by you know, what I'm experiencing by the good that I've, I've experienced in my life. And so I'm happy that you've highlighted that. And it's clear to see that the answer for you is yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think the future of Gentle is? What's the next step? What's upcoming for Gentle? It's so funny that you asked that because this past Tuesday on Girl Talk, we were having a conversation. And listen, if you want to join Girl Talk Tuesday, just We'll get, I'll leave the information here when we get done. (laughs) But this past Tuesday, we were talking about Black women deserve luxury, right? In this conversation, I said, Gentle is a luxury brand. Mm -hmm. The ultimate goal is the exit plan. And Mm -hmm. that exit plan is for it to be sold to the luxury brands of, I don't even know who, but this is what was given to me. The beginning of 2020, when I got the download that I talked about earlier, the vision for Gentle before. So for me, the way I see Gentle is it's a luxury brand, right? You know, all women, we have vaginas and wombs and, you know, all of that, a whole reproductive system. But the, the audience that I speak to are Black women. And it's purposeful in that because we are disenfranchised even in the space of our own beings, right? I speak to that purposefully and intentionally. And I want us to start to get used to what luxury feels like. It doesn't have to be materialistic. Maybe it's just a mindset or or how you feel, a feeling of what that feels like, you know. But once you have it and you understand it and there's an exposure for it, Mm -hmm. you kind of move and navigate differently. And so I remember watching something on MTV like growing up where they would say, oh, this celebrity spent $2,000 on their skincare. And it's like the skincare that they use is not in the stores that we shop at, right? (laughs) And I think about that. I'm like, well, where did they get this from? And so for me, Gentle was going to be that. I'm not going to say it's it's the $2,000 feminine wash, but what I am saying is it's the luxury feminine care that's accessible to Black women in particular, but to all women. Oh my goodness. I am so happy that you have the audacity to say that. I think more of us need to have that audacity to say, like you said earlier, I've seen myself at Essence Festival. I see myself as a luxury brand. Like we need to have as women, the audacity, the men have it. And we now need to have that. So I am so, it just 
makes my heart so full that you were able to say that. And I just pray that that spreads and it catches and we catch that audacity to, to really dream and speak what, what we are seeing in our lives. I totally, I totally agree 100%. And even if it's not, because the conversations that I've had out right after Girl Talk with that was like, you know what, well, it's subjective, you know, luxury is subjective. I said, it is, it, it truly is. But you believing outside of what you've already been exposed to is something that you're, you have the ability to do, right? Even if you don't have a home and you're on the streets, well, the luxury might be to have a home, right? But what does that look like for you? How do you dream that? Go and see them, go and look at them. I I was talking in girl talk this week and I said, I remember waking up and telling my husband, Hey, let's go to this open house and look at these mansions. And he's like, what? I was like, let's just go. We don't, we don't know what they are. And I was like, I learned about things that I didn't even know you can have in a house, (laughs) a whole wine cellar in the basement. Like, what are we talking about? Your, your exposure to that, but you have to be able to dream bigger. And that was one of the things that I felt like the Lord put on my heart. The beginning of this year, it was like, Lita, I need you to dream bigger. Mm -hmm. I need you to dream bigger. As we talk about abundance all the time, right? The, the, the gifts and the glory that God gives us. And what we're so excited to see, but we stay in our bubble, we stay mm-hmm. in our square, in our pocket, and we won't even go and have tea at the fancy restaurant that you truly want to have tea at. Right. Go and go buy the, the jewelry store that you want to buy that necklace. Go to the open house of that mansion that you know you can't afford right now, but that doesn't matter. Just right. go and look. It really opens up your mind, expands your mind, and it really allows at that point I feel like God gets to work with us a little differently, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, now you know what is capable, what I have the ability to always do and to always give. And there's always something better than where you are right now. <laughs> yes. Lita, our signature question I have to ask, what does it mean to you to be a woman on purpose and to live a life of purpose? First thing to be a woman on purpose is to... Be intentional and unapologetic. Yes. That is something that I am still processing today, even on this journey. But it helps you through the entire journey that God has you on. Mm -hmm. If you are intentional with what he has given you to manifest whatever your gifts into the world, you're going to be good. You are going to be okay. And so I want to continue to show up that way, to continue to show up as the authentic, the intentional and unapologetic leader that God has created me to be. And the second part of that is in this faith walk, be obedient, right? That purpose full of your testament of obedience Mm -hmm. um, to his word, even when it doesn't make sense. You have two options. You either do it your way or you do it his way. And his way is always better. And it's always like mind blowing. It always exceeds what you can even fathom. And so that's kind of where I at the waters with that is, okay, in this purpose and on this purpose that you have me on, I'm just going to continue to be obedient. I may question and he's okay with you asking for confirmation. Just question it and just roll with it because his way is always better. <laughs> always yes. better. Yes. So that's what that means to me. Yes. 
Lita, thank you so much for joining us. This this conversation was so incredible. And I think a great kickoff for uh, season two, which is titled Pursuing Purpose. So I am so excited that you were able to be our first guest. And thank you again for joining us. I thank you so much for having me. It's been a true honor and blessing for me to be here. <laughs> Tell our viewers how they can connect with you. Yeah, so... You guys can meet me over on Instagram. I'm Gentle Lady Wash over on Instagram. That's G-N-T-L-E Lady Wash on Instagram. Join us every single Tuesday for Girl Talk Tuesday. That's um, on Instagram Live, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're like, Lita, I keep hearing you talk about these feminine washes, these luxury feminine washes. What are we talking about? Head over to GentleWash.com. That's G-N-T-L-E Wash.com. And I'm, I'm available there. The, the email's on Instagram. You can DM me. I answer to all DMs. So yeah, connect with me. And I would love to see you over on Instagram. Thank you, Lita. Thank you so much for having me. Earlier in the conversation, Lita talked about being mindful of how you show up in spaces. Ladies, it's the new year a new season. God has been working in you. And now is the time to rise up and walk in the fullness of what God is calling you to. Ask yourself today, how am I showing up? And if you don't like your response, know that now is the perfect time to make the adjustment. Listen, everything you need is already on the inside of you. Show up with that confidence. If you would like to know more about Women on Purpose, please visit our website at womenonpurposeonline.com. Don't forget to visit Lita at gentlewash.com. Again, that's gentle, spelled G-N-T-L-E, wash, W-A-S-H, dot com. And follow her on Instagram at gentleladywash. Until next time, ladies, pursue purpose. <laughs>